All right, welcome to uh, Review News, episode 28. Right, Todd? Are we episode 28? Correct. Todd went back to his Excel spreadsheet and uh, checked, and, and here we are, episode 28. I'm feeling pretty good. Unfortunately, we had a guest schedule tonight, uh, Mr. Dave Pinson, and uh, we hope all is well uh, with the Pinson uh, household. And um, we will try to get Dave back on at another time. So uh, keep uh, Dave in your thoughts. Um, that being said, uh, lots of stuff going on this week. Um, well, lots of stuff. You know, so, uh, sometimes it feels like uh, nothing is happening. And sometimes it feels like like everything is happening. Where have I heard that before? But um, where do we want to start? Uh at the beginning. Well, we could start at the beginning. So I guess, I guess first things first, uh, I have to apologize for episode 27 was a little, uh, a little shaky. It was a little rough. Sometimes you get some of those clunkers My thrown fault. in there. And I tell you what, for 26 episodes to have our first clunker at 27, we're doing pretty good. So if the net, if we have another well, it's what we consider our first clunker at 27. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's where all that counts. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, I apologize. I, and that I was think, terrible. and I think, uh, don't worry. I checked the uh, views and listens. I think there was like one. So I yeah. think we'll be okay. Uh, yeah. So we'll just bury that one in the annals of, uh, you know, when we do, when we become rich and famous and we do a, um, and we're like, Hey, we're going to do a greatest show. We'll just play episode 27. It'd be like, <laughs> that was the greatest show we've ever had. <laughs> it might've might be some gold in there. So it can't, we have to have the power to delete that, don't we? Or at least take it off of the. Take oh it off no, of the, you don't delete. You just, I mean, I'm a, I'm a believer in you, you got a badge of honor. Yeah, you just, you just, you just eat it. I mean, sometimes, listen, sometimes I'm on Twitter, and I make some dumb shit tweets. I got yelled at by Kurt Schlichter. He's a big, uh, you know, I remember Kurt. that story. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's like, who else? One other time, I think I said something to somebody else, and I was wrong. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to delete the tweet. I'll leave it. Because I'm a man, and I if I'm I was wrong, I was wrong. And but do you um, just leave it, or do you admit that you were wrong and leave it? Because well, I, with that with that tweet segment, I actually went back and was like, I'm wrong. But it de it depends. I mean, it depends if someone's like really harping it. It's like, hey, yeah, I screwed up. Whatever you kill, you know. I I looked at the title of so that whole thing was I looked at the title of his article, and I was just like. The problem, the problem was, is that this was during like everyone. Where are we going to secede? We're going to secede. That was like the remember with Rush Limbaugh, and they were like going after him because, and he wrote something. He was being snarky, but I took it as him being literal, and I was like, oh, okay, Kurt, what are you going to lead the secession? And and then he was like, no, dumbass, read the article that you that you commented on. I went back and read it, and of course, it was like this big snark thing, and I, I had egg on my face, so I said, you know what, I got egg on my face. Uh, mea culpa, um, and uh, you know, next time, whatever. But so, but I think, I think really what caught me was I had read so many articles and people, other people's tweets at that point that I thought he was just piling on the bandwagon, and I was really like, oh no, not Kurt, because he's usually pretty good about stuff. And uh, but anyway, that I'm not gonna turn this whole but thing. But no, that, so but I so we I we I apologize for. Uh, yeah, I apologize too. I was you know. We were all we were all bad. We'll all take it. We'll all take the L. We'll take the L on that. So we're twenty six and one. That's you true. know, twenty six and one, not bad. But uh, fourteen but I think knockouts. 
yeah, I think tonight will be the redemption. Um, so uh, do you want to start, Todd? You mentioned, do you want to do Christy Gnome? Oh, well, yeah, Christy Gnome, you know more about that than I do, but uh, it seems like Gnome has uh, caved big business, and in particular to the NCAA, because she was quoting that she did not sign the uh, particular bill, South Dakota, because she was afraid of the NCAA and they, what they would do taking away championships from South Dakota. And I would be like, do whatever you have to do. I'm going to sign this bill. But she did not do that. Uh, she thought that it was best that uh, she did not sign the bill. She said that uh, details in the bill she was bothered by and wanted to change. I never never heard what the details were. She just referenced quote unquote details. So basically she did not, uh, she blamed that for not signing the bill. It was unfortunate in my opinion, unless uh, of course she knows something I don't, uh, the transgender bill, um, but I think she was pressured by the NCAA and big business to not sign that bill. And quite frankly, I was disappointed. Yeah, were you going to say something? I'm sorry. No, I was going to toss to you, Care. Oh, no, I saw Neil lean in. I, I thought maybe he was going to add something. No. Um, <clears throat> so the, the Christy Nope thing is kind of ironic, right? So she... She goes and she, she encourages the South Dakota legislature to write apparently like this amazing bill that really is going to put everything right. And as it's getting close to hitting her desk, she starts the backtracking. And uh, she goes and I think she did some, I don't know, I think I think they have line item veto in South Dakota because she vetoed some of the stuff in it. She pat she signed part of it. From what I under from what I understood, she signed part of it. So we don't have the line item veto in the federal government. It's either all or nothing um, for the executive branch of the federal government. But in state legislatures or state executives, governors depending on the state constitution, some of the governors have what is called a line item veto. So if you don't know what a line item veto is, is, is what it sounds like. So you can go line by line of a bill and veto what you don't like and sign what you do like. Um, and, and, and so I guess she did some, some line item vetoes on that bill, um, and, but kept basically, basically gutted, the, gutted the bill because like you said, was afraid of the NCAA and I guess some corporations were gonna uh, pull out. And she, so then she goes and she starts, so she's like, oh, I'm not out of the fight yet. She goes and starts a website where you can sign a petition for those things that she gutted in the bill, but will really go, nowhere and then on top of it right this is the best part idaho and tennessee 
have the same bills technically. Well, obviously they're written for each state, right? But basically the gist of their bills is the same thing as Nome's bill in South Dakota. And what do their governors do? They sign it. You signed it? They sign it. I, I, would, I would expect they signed it. And the governor in Idaho, actually, he signed it. And then I think like six hours after he signed it or 12 hours after he signed it, they had their first lawsuit, right? Okay, but, so I've got to interrupt. Go ahead. This is why, and Gare, I know you disagree, but I, I don't trust anyone besides Donald Trump. That's exactly why. Well, no, I don't disagree. No, I don't. I don't disagree with you there. I disagree with you about when we talk about Trump and some of Trump's policies. Then I have disagreements with you. But that statement right there, I can be 100% on board with, you know, because, again, the and, and, and Christy Nome is in friggin' South Dakota. If you don't have the, the spine to sign, it's not like she's in Washington state, right? It's not like she's a Republican governor. This thing squeaks through the legislature in a dark blue state, right? And it's like, ah, if I sign it basically and I don't get a national, you know, run out, uh, then my career is like dead, like dead, dead. If I don't get a national gig, um, but if you can't sign something like that, and then on top of it, she she get she looks even worse because uh, the governor's in ten. I think it was Tennessee was the other state. I know Idaho for sure. But the governors in Idaho and Tennessee go ahead and sign the, the bills that are exactly like that, which protect the kids. Um, it just it just makes her look terrible. Her her she single handedly destroyed any chance. If Donald Trump does not run, the, the, the clear, the clear front runner is Ron DeSantis. It's absolutely, he's absolutely, he's, he's like, pretend Donald Trump says tomorrow, he's like, hey, I'm just running this organization. I'm just going to go out and back candidates and get him, get him some money, right? Chris Let's Christie. say Trump, yeah, Chris Christie, um, if you could put the donut down, um, Ron DeSantis is clearly the only what I guess you would call an establishment Republican because he kind of worked his way up through the, the ranks that is worth anything right now. That's true. Because Christy Nome, all if she had signed this bill plus what she did with COVID as a woman, right, in this day and age, right? I... Not that I'd vote for, but uh <laughs> well, uh, you would if you would hang against Kamala Harris. Well, obviously, I, I'm just I'm just being a jerk. But yeah, um, no, I'm not. Actually, I don't know. I would have. I would, I would, it would actually be tough for me. But she, she, she would have. She would have really. She would have probably made Ron DeSantis have to be the VP. Like mm -hmm. again, again, this is this is this is no Trump. Right. No Trump. Let's say Trump is not involved in the sense that he's actually wants to run for president. It would be it would be Nome DeSantis. Now it's now it's DeSantis again without Trump. Right. And 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 uh, she blew it. I mean, she blew it. That's not to say in a year or two. You know, the problem is the problem with these festering parasites is that 
let's say Trump does run for president, right? Ron DeSantis, you're going to make, I mean, I would make him like the secretary of state or something, right? I'd give him a very high profile cabinet position if you wanted it, right? I'd go to him and say, Ronnie, I got to get you, I got to get you in here, you know, because I don't know if he'd bring Pompeii. I don't know if he'd bring the whole crew back. I'm sure he'd shake some things up, but you definitely want DeSantis involved on the national level, you know, because his time will be up in Florida. Um, so I would think that let's say Trump runs in 24, but I could see Christy Nome being like the secretary of interior or she, 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 she could, you know what I mean? Cause she'll still kind of be lurking. Um, you know, cause I'm sure her, her whole goop, you know, governorship is not a complete disaster in South Dakota. We've seen that. I mean, COVID, you can't, can't slight her. She was good on COVID. Um, I just don't know the details of what she's talking about, why she uh, did not sign the bill. She really did not give details about it. She just yeah. said there were things in the bill I disagreed with. I, might, I would love to know what you thought. Well, I think it was too, it was too tough. And, and so here's the other thing. These corporations, okay, um, these corporations know that they have these uh, Republican um, governors kind of dead, dead to rights. They have these um, because right now Georgia just passed that very uh, they, they cleaned up all their voting stuff in Georgia. Um, they so that's another thing to talk about. Georgia passed um, a bunch of a bunch of new laws or a single law that goes in and it makes it harder to do uh, ballot. I, I think they finally, again, I already think it was illegal, but they, they, they call out ballot harvesting and you need ID and they make it harder um, for you to just kind of show up and vote wherever. Um, you still can get a provisional ballot uh, outside of where your uh, home area is. Um, but the I guess the is it the Super Bowl now? It's the Super Bowl and uh, another thing they're threatening to pull out uh, because they're buying into this Democratic line of voter suppression, right? Yeah, any big business, including NFL, NBA, MLB, uh, they're all gonna say voter suppression in Georgia. I, I saw one tweet that I don't know, I don't take it seriously, but I did see, see one tweet saying um, the uh, Major League Baseball All-Star game is in Atlanta this year, and that they should pull that game from Atlanta because of quote-unquote voter suppression. I don't think that it's going to happen, but that was tweeted by someone uh, that I saw, so... Very, uh... Yeah, and this is why, like, I always say that don't support sports because sports is woke. And and if you you're gonna you're gonna watch the NFL, you're gonna pay to go to football games. You're paying the people who are against you. If you go to college basketball hoop games, you go to college football games. These people are against you. This goes all the way back to the North Carolina bathroom bill when the NBA threatened to pull the all-star game out of North Carolina because of the North Carolina bathroom bill, because I don't want a giant ogre of a man with a wig on 
to, to pee next to my little daughter or my wife or my sister. And when you go and you continuously support sports and the sports leagues, you are funding your own demise. It is just another way to fund your own demise because these leagues do not have your interests at heart. These leagues, right? The, the, the NCAA does not care if your daughter or wife or sister is harassed, assaulted in these bathrooms with, the, in, with these men that are using these bathrooms um, and, and calling themselves women. They don't care. They don't care about you. And, and when you go and you buy that ticket or you pay for that extra stuff, um, meaning uh, any kind of sports or pay-per-view or any of that stuff, you are really funding your own demise. And, um, you know, and it, and it stinks because, hey, listen, I'm like, a, I'm a guy, I'm a red-blooded American like any other guy. I love, I, I used to love my sports. We've gone over this a time and time again. I used to love my sports. I want to root for guys. I want to watch teams. I want but why would I give a, a, a group or an organization money for them to turn around and take my money and basically buy a hammer and beat me over the head with it? Why would I do that? So go ahead. Oh yeah. No, you're, you're just talking about the wrong guy. I was interviewed at eight years old with a person with a disability cerebral palsy that um, uh, really was into sports. I was interviewed by Channel 7 in Seattle uh, about uh, my love of sports, and that really hadn't changed. So, yes, I understand it's so ingrained in me, it's not going to change. For, but for other people, I can understand that happening. I really could. But, I mean, you're literally funding the enemy. In, I, in, in a I understand that. It's, sports is like a drug to me. I fully admit that. Well, you'd be better off doing drugs than actually watching sports at this point. So I don't know about that, why not? You'd be getting less trouble. We, hey, out in the Pacific Northwest, bro, we can walk around with the heroin needle hanging out of our neck, man. But anyway, um, well, I'm just saying it's just it's just a travesty that you can't that things like sports you can't even you can't even enjoy anymore. They've they've literally ruined everything. So anyway, that's my piece, but I, I just think I, it's, in I still enjoy them. Well, of course you do. And you fund your own demise and then you'll turn around and go, I can't believe this is happening to me. And then you'll, you'll be like, yeah, if, well, only so, if only someone had told me every Sunday. Yeah. Well, I would have known the, the, the great thing is, is it's so far, it, this is how this works, right? Because it's really kind of technically so far removed from you, but in reality, it's affecting you on a local level, right? You don't realize that when you do something like that. And again, Todd does make a good point. I mean, it isn't great, right? It's like you play sports as a kid, then you want to watch sports. You see these guys, they're exceptional athletes, but they're complete jerk offs. Um, when they're not like, uh, you know, sexually harassing older women, like that one guy from uh, LSU. Um, like that's, the, that's, that's such a generalization though, guy. Come on. Well, a lot of these guys get in trouble. They're not, they're not, you know, it's a small group of people. So uh, if you were to do yeah, but, statistics, I mean, there, every one of them's under the microscope. If you do something wrong, you know, it would be if, if you got a speeding ticket, it would be in the media. If you were Damian Lillard, you know what I mean? Like literally. So uh, it's that's Deshaun not, Watson. That's not fair. Well, I haven't heard anything about that. Are we talking about sports? Like, so what, up, up to 12. Well, I'm just I was just saying that, like the sports 
stuff are are leaning on the governors for these laws because the Super Bowl is going to pull out of Georgia now because they passed that voting the voting act um, and and the NCAA's basically were threatening to pull out of San Diego or uh, South Dakota um, and it's it's just uh, again you're, I, my point was that you're when you support that stuff you're funding your own demise. And, and, it, and unfortunately, it's like everything, right? It's like when you, it's just, it's, it's no different than when you use Amazon. It's no different than when you have to use these other big corporations. I mean, we're, you, we're, on, we're on Zoom right now, right? We're on uh, all these other social media platforms. And, and at the same time, it's, they could pull the plug any minute or make, make our life, um, you know, very uncomfortable. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, that's unfortunate. So I think Christy Nome is dead in the water. But what uh, what do you got with the COVID? Uh, just a, a just a local story, I guess. I was in uh, Connecticut this weekend for uh, my niece's second birthday, mm-hmm. and um, so they wanted to go to church for Palm Sunday. Happy Palm Sunday for all those that celebrate. And in Connecticut at least in this particular parish, um, you need a reservation, which I thought was a little kooky, right? So um, a few of them went to uh, mass this morning. So here's, here's how it went down. They, I was telling Todd this. Todd knows all about this. They showed up, waited in line outside in the pouring rain, and then someone finally came to them, confirmed that they had a reservation, brought them inside, Brought them, Gary, to the sanita- sanitizing sanitation table where they stood there and watched my mother and my sisters and my wife properly sanitize. And then they were brought to their designated area. That's crazy. There was, there, there was no kneeling. You're not allowed to kneel because apparently COVID acts up when you kneel. And... um they handed out the Eucharist um, individually because you weren't allowed to get up and walk towards the altar. And you had to be escorted out just as you were escorted in. Wow. That's fucking crazy. I was telling Todd here now, now it wasn't always like this, but now if you want to go to church, you just got to put your mask on. That's it. And they don't even really give you a hard time. Like if you're old or something, if you look like you don't, you're not well. Like no one's gonna say, "Hey, put your mask on or get the fuck out of church." You know what I mean? You just you just respect other people and you just have your mask on. Well, there's there's a uh, there's a Catholic uh, podcaster named Taylor Marshall, and he just interviewed a girl in Texas. This is Texas. So what you're seeing in in a lot of these red states, quote unquote red states, that have opened up for their co- or are undone their COVID restrictions. Um, the cities that are blue or the towns that are blue are imposing their own local coronavirus restrictions. And apparently this gal and her husband, she's a, she was pregnant, she's pregnant and her husband went to church and she didn't have her mask on because in Texas, you don't have to wear your mask. The governor declared, you know, whatever. And this pastor Right. And I guess it's in the town or I, I, it may have, I don't know if it's the town per se, but this pastor at this church 
forced all the attendees to wear a mask. And she's like, I'm not wearing one. He had the sheriffs come and arrest her. They pulled her out of the pew and arrested a pregnant woman for not wearing a mask, even though you don't have to wear a mask in the state of Texas. And of course, of course, back the blue, everybody. Back the blue. What did the sheriff say to the woman? We're just doing our job. They called, they called. It's trespass. You know, he's saying you're trespassing. This is a business. And she's like, uh, churches aren't a business. It's a 501c3, first okay. off. Not like, a cop, not like a you, cop would know that. Go ahead, Todd. you contact the governor, Abbott? Well, I don't know. I, 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 didn't, I only heard. He would do something about that. Yeah, I only heard part of it. Um, if that's and, true, then he'll get involved with that for sure. But, but like, you know, hey, the police, man, they're always there when you need them, right? They're always there. Gary, did, of, you, did you guys yeah, finish your sentence? Well, I'm just saying, like, in, instead of the cops being like, get lost, right? Like, I'm not going. I You call me up, right? And I'm the sheriff, and this is a town. I got a town of like 1,500, 2,000 people, and you're telling me some lady is wearing, not wearing a mask inside church on Sunday. I'm going to say, listen, I'll send some guys over there when I got the time to, to, to pull sounds her like out. Of the, sounds like the, the uh, sheriff's in the uh, pastor's back pocket. Did you, uh, did you guys hear about the, the bombing in uh, Indonesia this morning on Palm Sunday at a church? No. Yeah. Another, uh, another bombing 20, nobody killed the 20 injured. Well, the two people that killed were the bombers, but, but yeah, 1030 this morning, whatever time that is here, 1030 this morning in, uh, Indonesia. It is Palm Sunday, correct? Yeah. Palm Sunday. Yeah. They believe uh, to be, they have pledged allegiance to the Islamic state group. How do you say this? Jimad Ashurnat Dalua. Yeah, that's pretty much right. Is that how you say it? Jihad? Yes. Jima. J-E-M-A-H. Jima. Jima Ashrat Delu. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah so. so, yeah. Terrible. Uh, a man and a woman were the bombers. Terrible indeed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry about that. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, yeah, that is terrible. But you know what? You're going to start seeing a lot of this stuff again because um, especially after Anthony Blinken embarrassed himself with the Chinese delegation in Alaska and basically blasted that out into the entire world, the Joe Biden administration is completely weak and they're focused on making Americans' lives miserable more than they are actually um, uh, than actually taking care of foreign threats, right? They're not, they, they, we've, we've seen the CIA, the FBI, they are really invested in now going after political enemies, doing things on the domestic front. And so who's, who's watching every time something happens and the FBI either doesn't plan it or, or uh, help orchestrate it, they have no clue what happens. They have no clue. Oh, like the guy in Boulder, and I know we're going to get to this, but the guy in Boulder, Colorado, right? Right. So go ahead. You were going to say but something. Be, before we get to that, I was, I've been telling people uh, since the election happened, you're going to see um, uh, terrorist organizations and terrorist acts against the United States 
under the Biden administration because they're so weak. You never saw that under the Trump administration. You never did. Under the Biden administration, it's like Obama, where they cut people's heads off, and Obama said, well, we can't do anything about it. Yeah, um, it, it hasn't gone to that level quite yet, but it's heading that direction. We're not even at 100 days yet. Right? Correct. And uh, there's already uh, terrorist acts committed against Western people, against probably Americans soon, you know, about this. And the, the, it's usually going to uh, escalate. It's just going to escalate because the United States is not respected in any form. And when they think the United States president is weak, they're going to try all this. And um, the uh, United States is handcuffed. That's what's going to happen. And I'm sorry to say, I don't want it to happen, but that's what's going to happen. If you don't have a strong president, uh, actors around the world, terrorists, and enemies of the United States will take advantage of this. Period. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Tom Tom Cruise with Tom. What do you mean, Tom Cruise? Matthew McConaughey. It's going to be a movie. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I I think. Um, and let, let's segue into we've had some shootings this week and some some acts of violence. I think. Uh, we should segue into this because I think this is very indicative of the way the next four years are going to go. Um, so you had the, the Asian uh, spa parlor attack uh, by that guy who at this point, the story still is, was not necessarily that it was racially motivated, but that he was just kind of being a, uh, a weird um, like super religious I guess he had frequented and, places. Anti-sports. Um, frequently. That's not true. You can have very good relationships with people and be anti-sports. Um, he was a kid, man. He was a child, 21 years old. Like, yeah. Well, I, I again, I go back I to my... People that, that, and their families. It's a horrible story. I go back to my original premise of how destructive pornography and things are that you would go, that you would take you from one extreme to the to the other and i know we kind of joked around it it's like yeah we've all you know we're guys we've seen it we've you know unfortunately maybe looked at it and you know whatever but um when i sit back now as an older guy um i and i think about how you know unfortunately when you're young right you you think nothing can really hurt you i think that's kind of goes that could be said in youth in general right i mean it's like why kids we do stupid stuff where you're going you know you're like trying to beat the, tr the train on the train tracks in a car or you're trying to just because you think you're invincible and the physical stuff you could kind of understand and maybe put in a little bit more perspective. Um, but I think what people, what, what young people don't realize. And now I, I obviously, as my dad always says, youth is wasted on the young. Um, when I look back and I see how destructive pornography was, um, just by kind of looking at it and how it really objectifies women and makes what like 
how I treated women based on my perceptions of what I thought was, you know, the role of intimacy and things like that. Uh, <laughs> Gary, what are you saying that you would watch a porno and then think that's how you should talk to a woman? I wouldn't say I wouldn't say talking. I wouldn't say talking had anything to do with it, <laughs> <laughs> or that you felt like you were as good as those dudes are in the sack. I would say I would say I I, I it 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 put a a no it affected the perception it's, of it's how the same thing as watching a professional athlete play the game man you can't play the game like that bro. <laughs> I still dream, Not that you know, I still dream, you know, I still dream about, you know, I'd still dream. I know, I know we're having fun. I know we're having fun. I'm, I'm making a serious point though. Hey, go ahead, go ahead. I want, I, I want, I want to hear you. And, <laughs> and, and, I know, I know it's kind of silly, right? Because it's like guys are supposed not silly. To, it's not silly. You're supposed to have this machismo. You're supposed to have, but I, I think again that. The, this goes it this speaks deeper of our culture and our and our society in the sense of like it, it it really does objectify women yes we're very lucky neil i think in the sense of like we were able to look at some of that stuff yeah joke around ha ha ha. ha 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 but you know we i don't think and i'm not can't speak for you i don't know any girls that ran off to go do that that kind of stuff i don't know you know it's like very destructive we well, know a couple that you know maybe not pornography but well regardless yeah yeah, yeah. and and but again it's it's should we name names no <laughs> when it take when you take the veneer it's off a good old of that catholic, stuff. catholic education girls man those catholic school girls well i would argue that even now looking back what we were learning in quote-unquote catholic school is not necessarily catholic either but i i i digress yes, I anyway I know I'm being very long-winded here trying to make this point, but I'm just saying that we were lucky in the sense that we were coming into the digital age as we were maturing and we were kind of, I think, progressing past the, um, the attraction to that, right? Um, but when you see this kid who was 21 who did the Asian spa shooting, Clearly now you can watch porn on your phone. I mean, there's a big problem in, I know they don't talk, talk about it anymore, but the homeless basically go in into the uh, uh, libraries here. And I'm, Todd's heard this story probably a ton of times in King County and Seattle and stuff. And they'll have like school kids come through and all these homeless guys are watching pornography on the, on the computers. Cause it's, or it's free Wi-Fi, And they got there, of course, of course, homeless people, they're so homeless, they have their Apple iPhone where they're streaming that, pornography. That shit can't be library. blocked? That can't be blocked on that? To... I don't. I think with the Wi-Fi, you can watch it on your phones and stuff. Maybe they block it on the computers, but they weren't for a while, right? Because they're saying, oh, it's our research and all this other stuff because, it's yeah, again, baby. it's King County and Seattle and they're fucking weirdos. That's what I'm doing. But, I'm researching. But, uh, Good name but, the, but my point is, is that it, at a digital age like this, where you can be instantly bombarded with thousands and thousands and thousands. Of, I mean, you used to have to like, when we were growing up, Neil, let's be honest, you used to have to find somebody who had a nudie tape or somebody. You had to, wait, a you had to like watch the squiggly lines and hope to see a boob. Yeah. So right? it's a lot different now. I can stream, I can put my headphones on and stream it for 24 seven, you know? And I think, well, and then you've, you've heard, you've heard that you can. Right. You've, I've heard. 
And, and uh, you know, the one big thing that there's a big uh, – I follow a few people on Twitter. They're actively against porn Pornhub and, and PornTube <laughs> because of the trafficking and the, chi- and the child, the child yeah. sex stuff they put on there, which is – it's despicable. That's it's incredible. That's incredible. And uh, Incredibly well, bad. It, you know, the, the FBI works is working 24-7 to find – the fucking 55 year old construction worker who wandered into Nancy Pelosi's office. But God forbid we find these people who push child porn. No, I agree with that. I, I can't understand how that's that hard to, 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 to police or track or whatever. Because they don't want to police it. That's just crazy. They don't, I mean, there's no other, there's no other explanation. Yeah. That's just crazy. And, and, uh, and, and so my point is again, going back to this kid, your mind gets so twisted. Then he goes to often to the other extreme and I, you know, I find this very disheartening being, a, you know, a, a follower of Christ. He's, he grabs a Bible and he's out now going to avenge. And it's like, that's not, that's not how you do it at all. Jesus forgave, obviously in the Bible, there's tons of stories. He forgave the prostitutes. He forgave the people that were, that were sinners and he forgave them and he gave them grace and he showed them the way to heaven. And that's not Jesus, you know, that's a total misinterpretation of, of, christ's word but it just goes to show you that you know when you get a warped mind like that and he's 20 like you said 21 it's like you're so young and um, the uh the um the the, the uh, colorado shooting that guy was 21 too is 21 too right yeah 22 i thought oh my god these these are children doing this shit it's crazy to me but the reality is they're not children they're adults i think about what i was where i was mentally at 21 22 I think of how we're you were mentally at 38 mass shooting. Yeah. Right. But I, or how you know, I was last Sunday. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, what are you 41? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, uh, but that, no great, no grays, Gary. And I still have all my hair. Good for you. And You're looking no great. Gray. Very youthful. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Um, Feel great. But I, I think, you know, and that's another, you know, and that, you bring up a good point, Neil. And you know what? I didn't, I didn't really think about it until you just said it. It's like you got these 21, 22-year-old kids that are running out doing this stuff. And for, and again, let, so let's, let's segue. So the media now is using all these things as a narrative. Again, I go back to what I said last week, which is the media won't actually talk about what the real narrative is, right, which is the pornography addiction. And now you bring up a good point because here's another narrative that they're not talking about. It's like, you got these 22 year old, you got these kids doing it, right. Committing these atrocities. And it's like, well, what's going on, you know, uh, with the kids that they feel so like, um, uh, nihilistic that they have like no reason left in their life. They both, you talk, they they're talking to the parents and families and both the parents and families are like, Oh, they got mental issues. Right. So what, what, okay. Now what does that mean? Right. Um, and that made that goes deeper into our society now where and I I know you're probably tired of me doing this, but I tie that into like the whole transgenderism stuff like it, where it's like now we're now we went from some you know, a lot of people have different mental disorders to now nobody has any mental disorders. So now you've got all these people who probably need treatment walking around that need help. Um and and uh, and I'm not equating one to the other. I'm just saying in the, in the sense overall is like now we've we've totally abdicated our role in, in trying to help people who are having severe mental issues, and 
we're turning a blind eye and we're saying like, you know, either pounding people with medication or we're telling people that there's nothing wrong with them. They're just different and that's okay. And so people are then spiraling out of control because nobody really wants to step in and be like, that's wrong and that's not right. And you need help because they're labeled as some sort of bigot or a phobe or something like that. And and so you have you have these 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 issues that are that are transpiring in the culture. Now, on top of it, you've got the media now that's writing these narratives. Right. So this kid who obviously was not right, he's a he's a, it's 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 anti-Asian hate, uh, which is a total it's total baloney. And that's not to take away. And we, we say this all the time, Neil, you especially. It's like we're not we're not taking away that who the victims are or how they die. Obviously it's a very tragic, very, very tragic thing. Fucking disgusting. And, disgusting. and, but the point is, is that this is clearly isn't an anti-Asian thing. It, it's clearly this guy was something wrong. The, a lot of the people he killed happened to be Asian or Asian descent or Asian ethnicity. Right. It's easy to assume that he would targeted. Well, right. I think he targeted those spas because he the the story was is that he used to frequent those things. He used to get those, you know. We all know everybody knows the happy ending, the whole joke. Da 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 da. Unless, you're, Desha- unless you're Deshaun Watson, I have don't no a- idea. Don't ask for it. Yeah. Don't be tipping around. Don't be tiptoeing, Deshaun. You tippy tip 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 tiptoeing. We'll still take him on the Jets, baby. Come on, let's go. Uh, of course you would. Yeah. Uh, so, and I'll watch, Gary. And I'll watch. I know you would. Okay. I know you would. Um, but but I think too, like, so you have this guy now who uh, shoots ten people at the King Super in Boulder, Colorado. So the first thing, number one, is this guy's already on an FBI watch list and is still able to legally purchase a firearm. Really? So, yes. He was on an FBI watch. They were already watching him. For what? He apparently he was posting crazy shit on the internet, right? Talking shit about the FBI on a podcast with his friends on Sunday night. No, they'll never put me on a list. They'll never put me on a list. They if they know what's good for him, they'll never put me on a list. Oh god. Um, And uh, you want to be on the list? It sounds. I don't want to be on the list. If they know what's good for them, they won't put me on the list. I want to be. They're not paying attention to three jet jerks on a on a podcast they're they're busy looking for the people at the capitol insurrection they're busy anyway, uh, he, they're they're busy planning their next crime so um, he was putting crazy shit on so he was putting crazy stuff on facebook and then he wound up like friending or associating with somebody from isis and he wound up on an fbi watch list right and so technically when you're on an fbi watch list you're supposed to be flagged right and so when you go in i don't know if you've ever purchased a firearm but when you go and you purchase a firearm, okay, you just don't show up with your money. Unlike what the liberals believe, you don't show up to the gun store and you give the money to the guy and the guy gives you a gun. It doesn't work like that. You got to fill out all this, all this, all these forms. You got to fill out all these forms. You got to give them like your ID, your address, all this stuff, everything about you. And it gets actually packaged and then sent to ATF, which is alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. And they regulate the gun purchase and the gun sales, right? And so they basically do a background check and check your record. They go through all the criminal systems, right? FBI flag. And they 
uh, they make sure that you're not a felon, that you're not all this stuff. It's it's been so a, you're it's, you're saying that he purchased this weapon legally. Yeah, so he did all of that. Yeah. And they and they didn't and the the ATF said he was good to buy the gun, so they sold him the gun. They sold and him. They, the, was he a local where he uh, caused this uh, carnage? Yeah, I think he bought it in Colorado. I think he's from Colorado. He's from Colorado. Yeah. Then, so again, bravo FBI. What well, a job well done. Um, and and they're still looking for the guy who put uh, the pipe bombs down in uh, uh, before the day before the quote unquote capital insurrection. They should probably look within their own office. It's probably one of their buddies. Um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, moving on. So this guy goes in and he kills what ten white people, right? Ten white people kills them. Um, and uh, do we hear anything about anti anti white? No. No, silence. Uh, this doesn't fit into the narrative. There was also, I think, another mass shooting in Philadelphia. Um, uh, and, and I, I want to say the one was in Philadelphia and there was another one in Boston, maybe? Another mass shooting in Boston. There was a mass shooting in Boston and a mass shooting in Philadelphia. But have you heard anything on the news about those two mass shootings? No, when no. did that happen? Exactly. Uh, happened, I think one happened last night or two nights ago, and the other one happened also two nights ago. And that's because the, uh, the perpetrators, uh, suspects, are black. And you're not, and right now that does not fit the narrative. So they're not going to talk about those mass shootings. Um, and, and, and so, uh, so the media has created a narrative. Of course, it's all white supremacy, it's all white supremacy all day, every day, 24 7. Um, it's anti-Asian hate by whites. It's, it's all this mass shootings are all by white guys, which is absolutely hundred percent. Not true. Um, white they're, people they're are crazy. What? White people are crazy. Um, okay. They are. And, and uh, can I, can I say something about this though? I'm not being a wise ass. I, I have two things to say about this and this okay. isn't because of this, because of these most recent horrific events. I have always blamed two things for this. Aren't don't we? Uh, we're the we have more mass shootings than any other country, right? And it's like tenfold or whatever the actual number is. How many? This doesn't happen in other places, and like it happens here, the school shootings and all that stuff. So I blame personally, and who the fuck am I? I personally blame two things: these video games that these kids fucking play. They're so desensitized by violent of of you know so desensitized of violence by these video games, right? And and number two, and but, but most importantly, it should be number one is Big Farm because we just medicate everybody. Just everybody is on fucking drugs in this country. Everybody's on drugs. Everybody's fucking playing video games where was it Grand Theft? You could like bang prostitutes in the fucking video game and you kill cops and steal cars and shit like that. And that's what these kids grow up doing. And now they're 21. These were the video games when they were 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Now they're fucking 21 and they've been on drugs because some fucking you know, they didn't want to, some teacher just said, though, they have ADD, so they give them all these fucking drugs and they just play all these video games because the parents don't want to fucking deal with them. And, and, uh, I, I, I honestly, I blame, I blame Big Farm and I blame the, the video game companies and, and, um, it's scary. It's really scary. Well, I, I, I would take, I would drill down deeper with that. And I would say there that we're in a, a, a post, 
I, I would say we're a a. Um, so I don't know if you re, I don't know if you remember, but I gave both you guys. I gave you right. I shouldn't say it like that. I suggested that yeah, we COVID. that we all pick up a book and read a book. Yeah, Oprah um, over here. And one of the books that I've started now, I'm really big into this guy. This guy really is like blowing my mind. His name is George Grant. Um, and he wrote Lament of a Nation, but I've got his, his new one. It was new one. It was written in 1969. Um, Technology and Empire. And he talks about being in a, in a secularized Christian world. And he talks about how, like, we have vestiges of Christianity, but that we've been so secularized and that it's hard to hold down the morals, the Christian morals anymore, because we're growing so far apart through the secularization. And Maybe I'm kind of putting my own take on what he's saying, but it re that really speaks to me in the sense of, when you look at Western Christian civilization, again, I use the word abdicate, we've abdicated our role about regulating morality because it, it adds to what you're saying, Neil, right? Which is like, do whatever you want, do what feels good. Oh, you feel like you're hurt? Well, you're totally allowed to go out and lash out against other people or you're totally allowed, you know, or you it's feel like, like you're hurt here, take some drugs or you feel like you're hurt, take some drugs. Or how many times you hear stories, I'm sure I know uh, uh, your significant other is a teacher. How many times do parents come in or a parent come in and you go, listen, Johnny's acting up in class. Can you talk to Johnny? Not my Johnny. What are you doing about it? what? You know, Johnny wouldn't act out. It's like, it's like when, when we were kids, if you got in trouble at school, your dad would be like, what did you do? Whereas now if you get in trouble at school, it's, they asked the teacher, what did you do? Right. The teacher was never there to question what the teacher did when I was a child. Right. But, but again, it go that, and that's a deeper thing in our, in our society. So a lot of these kids too, I wonder in, in their role, like um, that was like the whole thing with Adam Lanza when he went and killed all those kids in Connecticut. Right. You come to find out the mother was just like feeding his ego the whole time. And then well, she he had was on, he was on drugs and video games, wasn't he? Wasn't yeah, it was drugs. Was a, yeah, but it was, but it was, yeah, it was drugs, video games, and his mother basically never said no to him, right? Okay, I mean, so those, are the, those are the three things I just said. The parents don't want to be, don't want to deal with it. Like, it's like people, well, I can go deeper too. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. Go no, you should go ahead. I think We're, there's a lot of the, I'm, right. no, go ahead. Say there, there, a lot of people, in my experience or lack thereof, um, they get baby crazy. People can't have babies. And now with modern science, modern medicine, people can have babies, right? That they otherwise wouldn't have in, wouldn't of in nature. And with that comes, um, they can have like um, disabilities, uh, learning disabilities or physical disabilities. Like, because uh, uh, the way I understand it, like that they just, they, they fertilize a bunch of eggs, right? So that's why a lot of times you have twins or triplets or quintuplets and they don't, and a lot of times they have at least one of them will have a uh, physical disability, learning disability. And then these people um, don't know how to parent these children. And this is what happens. You get, you get, uh, 
you get you put them in a room with video games and you drug them up and uh while mommy's out there drinking her wine and uh wow, i've been hanging out with you too long gary well i but I, i've I, seen it i have seen it you see it that's, that's the stories are the stories are, are always similar when when something like this happens yeah i mean i i yes you're absolutely right and i think a lot of times especially like i think the one thing you see in hollywood too a lot of times is like they they you'll see like uh, they'll have kids or they adopt kids or they do all these things. And it's, it's their, they're like a handbag. It's like a brand new handbag. It's just an accessory. That's, it's really not to them. It's really not anything else. You see a lot of, you say, I mean, you're starting to see high suicide, right? You're starting to see, cause right. cause all those, all these things tie in together. Keeping up with the Joneses. Well, I want a baby. Yeah. She had a baby across the street. I want a baby. Can't yeah. take care of my can't take care of my dog, but I want a baby. Yeah, uh, I I think uh, these are things know, I don't I didn't anticipate saying out loud that I'm saying here, but I do I honestly I don't take any of it back. I do I do feel that way. I think it's and again it, I don't think it's some crazy, you know, theory. It's like you it you see it. They all they always have a similar story. Well, I don't know if you've said this off air or or on air before, and and then you know if if, if I'm misinterpret misinterpreting your words please correct me but you were kind of like i think when you had your child you were kind of like you know i couldn't imagine i think you kind of said something to the fact you're like i couldn't imagine because of the responsibility like i couldn't imagine doing this 20 years ago or doing this a long time ago right you weren't you didn't feel like you were in the position to to have a kid right and again i would i would argue definitely not financially right and again i would argue that's another problem with our the society um that we aren't financially secure until we're we're older now and i would blame the the boomers but you don't need another anti-boomer in it but that the idea that at least you recognized you're like i'm not in a position to 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 do this is a hell of a lot different than what most people do right most people just go out and do it and then they deal with it so um then they don't obviously deal with it with it right but anyway i want to go the 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 a lot of that is where you're from too like different parts of the country at least in america like you know people around here are are all getting married having kids in their late 30s early 40s whereas you go to the midwest they have married three kids in their 20s you know well i would argue that's the cost of living too you know i mean in 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 the east and west coast i mean the the food and the car payments and the cell phone payments and the bills are all the same it's just the the housing is substantially different so i guess well i think your 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 rate of taxation is all also very different yeah you know you don't make as much you don't make as much but you don't need as much right so you really have to grind i mean you have to grind it out to, it's expensive to live here it's really it's, it's ridiculously expensive yeah live. and it's expensive to live it's expensive to live on the west coast too in california which is why you're seeing which is again this ties into and i know we haven't even gotten anywhere close but this ties into why they're pushing immigration the illegal immigration and the regular immigration to just pound pile people in here is because everybody that's funding and sustaining the system right are working their asses off can't really afford to have kids so they just import people into the country but then it becomes even more of a burden because you're paying for them and all their kids so go on hey i got a story i want to tell you we're kind of kind of shifting gears but not really sure good friend i'm not gonna say his name but todd you can hear me right todd 
You haven't said anything in a while. So Todd, a good friend of mine, a friend of Gary's for since the early nineties, um, the most diehard Trump supporter you've ever met. He, I, I don't think I've seen him in the last four years without a Trump hat or sweatshirt on. He, um, he called me the other day and, um, to tell me that he, he works in a uh, retail and he called me to tell me that he did. He is, he's a single dad. He has full custody of his son, single dad, uh, 10 year old son that he, uh, he found out, he realized he did all the research, whatever that he, from now, from April until, until March, he will make more money unemployed than if he stayed at his job. So he quit his job because it was the, it was the, it was the responsible thing to do for him and his son. So he will now have the summer off though the spring, summer and fall off. So I thought that was pretty. And he was like, he kept calling the Biden bucks. He's like, hell yeah, man. They want to give me them Biden bucks. I'll take them. I quit my job. Crazy. Yeah, that's amazing. So there's, I mean, uh, there's, um, there's a guy who we've talked about before, uh, Pedro Gonzalez. September, I'm sorry, April to September, not March, April to September. There's a guy named Pedro Gonzalez. He writes for AM Greatness. Um, he's, he, he's a, he, he writes some good stuff. And again, I, I, I don't want to speak out of turn. He's, uh, uh, let me see if I can find his, uh, handle real quick. I think we've talked, I actually think we took last time we talked about him was, uh, with, talked D- about him, with Dave. Um, it's, it's at, hold on, let me see if I can find it. Oh, where is it? There we go. So uh, just bear with me one sec. I want to just give his Twitter handle out. So if people want to go check him out and if I'm wrong, uh, it's at E, it's Emer- Emeriticus, but it's E M E R. I T I C U S. Um, and, uh, he, he's got a pretty interesting take because he's, I mean, he makes the argument and this, and this is something that, that, that I think people on the right have talked about, right. Where it's easier for the right to move left economically. And I know we've kind of moved away from, from stuff here, but let's, let's just go with this point for a second. It's easier for the right to move left economically than it is for the left to move right socially. And so he would argue, he makes the argument. And again, I'm being very uh, free probably with his uh, statements and articles and things like that. But I, I really, I really like his stuff. He's got good stuff, but he makes the point of like we in the United States, we could be like Denmark, right? We could have these overarching, really um, awesome, welfare for American citizens only, if we would only stop like spending $7 trillion fighting wars in Afghanistan and Iraq. And if we basically got rid of all immigration, because then you would have this, you would have all that additional capital and wealth, and you could build a robust welfare system that like what they do, I think in like Denmark and Norway and stuff like that, you can take a year vacation off and basically get paid for the government to take a break and spend a year with your family. Like all this prepaid parental leave and stuff that all comes from those places, but they never tell you in Denmark 
it's damn near impossible to get your citizenship if you're a foreigner. They don't tell you that, right? You can, so you can live. So I was, so when I went to school in England, I had a, a, a buddy, we played soccer together, a real nice guy. Um, sports. Sports, right? But we played it. We played sports, which I, again, I've always said that I don't, that's not, that's not the issue I have. So we played sports for real smart guy was in a, uh, I think I want to say he was in the medical school portion that we were at in the university we were at anyway, or maybe he was doing his postgraduate degree anyway, regardless. So we were talking one time. He's like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, well, you know, where are you from? Which I don't know if you can ask anybody that anymore. Right. And he goes, Denmark. And I'm how like, how long are you in for? Yeah. How long are you in for? And he's like, Denmark. I'm like, I'm like, really? I go, Oh, well that's, I mean, so how'd you get to Denmark? And he's like, yeah, well, originally my father was from Africa. He was very lucky, was able to go to all these different universities. And, uh, he's black dude. Yeah. He's black dude. And he's like, uh, and I'm like, Oh, what does your dad do in Denmark? He's like, Oh, he's a rocket scientist. Like (laughs) he's a rocket scientist. He's like, yeah, he's a rocket scientist. And he told me, he explained it to me. He's like, Oh yeah. My dad went to this university, that university. And he goes, yeah, he got a job in Denmark. And I go, well, how I, and I don't know how it came up, but I was like, not like, are you a citizen? But we were talking about like citizenship or I was like, so I said something like, oh, maybe about like traveling in the EU or did you need a visa to come to England or something, something came up about traveling. And he's like, well, I'm not a Danish citizen. And I'm like, oh, He's like, I'm a permanent resident in Denmark. I said, oh. He goes, my father applied for citizenship, but they won't give it to him. And it's like, the guy's a fucking rocket scientist. For their government, yeah. (laughs) For their government. And they're like, ah, maybe not. And the point I didn't, the point I took, so you're going to get some jerk off who's going to be like, well, that's because he's black. And it's like, no, dude. The point is, is that in Denmark, it doesn't matter if you're a rocket scientist or not. If they don't, if they don't want to give you citizenship, they're very restricted. And I asked, and again, I asked them. And then I had a, a Danish guy in my class who I talked to about this. And um, his, uh, oh, I, re- I can remember his face. And I talked, and we were talking about this. And he was actually a Danish citizen. He was from Denmark. And I was telling him about this. And he goes, yeah. He goes, yeah, he goes, it's really, he goes, it's very, very restrictive. He goes, it's very, he goes, he goes, his father, just keep applying. I'm sure eventually they'll give it to him due due to the fact that he uh, uh, works in advanced rocketry, Um, you know, because there's about like 60 people on the planet that do that stuff, right? Or like 600, whatever. It's a very small group of people that do that kind of work, right? Um, and, and, And he was like, and I was like, well, you know, tell me more. Like I'll be in an America. I'm like, ah, this is all confusing to me. Right. And he's like, well, he's like, basically like what I just said before, he's like, our social welfare net is so robust and it's so, you know, we are taxed very high. The Danish people agreed in their government to get taxed extremely high that to pay for all these social welfare net stuff um, that, they're very restrictive. Like they'll have permanent residents like we do and they'll have people, but they're very restrictive with who they give their, their uh, um, citizenship out to. Now that was a, obviously a very anecdotal story, but 
I mean, it just made, it just proves the point of like, if, if we were very restrictive in the United States, and again, Denmark doesn't also spend trillions of dollars fighting overseas wars, not anymore. The Vikings are done Vikinging. Um, Sounds like we don't need to be that if we were just somewhat restrictive. You don't have yeah, to I mean, well, that I mean, that's the point, right? I mean, even if you cut that in half. Yeah. Okay. Three and a half trillion. If you spent three and a half trillion on social welfare and then you told me that only American citizens were going to receive it. You know, then I'd say, well, you know what? I, I don't mind helping a fellow American up or I don't mind, you know, kind of like what your what your friend was saying, like, hey, if I can if I can take them three months off, spend time with my child, do bonding, things like yeah, that. Yeah, he doesn't have to pay for summer camp this year. Have right, have awesome. maybe you know, and 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 for your friend, you know, I would say it's your friend too, Gary, our friend, our friend, right, our our friend. But it was your story. You know who so I'm you, talking about? I I know exactly who you're talking. Okay, about. good. Um, but you know, there there there, there may see, be some argument. And my point is, is like Pedro Gonzalez writes a lot about that stuff, right? It's a, it's like why can't we have that? Like we could have that. We spend our money on so much stupid shit, right? And, 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 and creating these wars of empire and stuff like that. It's like, if we vacation, just, right. If we just took care of, and Americans, you know, statistically every year, it's like we work more hours than any other people in the country. We get other no countries. vacation, man. We get yeah. no nothing. Um, and, uh, I don't even want to go anywhere. I just would like to not be gone all day, every day, you know? Yeah. So. But yeah. Anyway, but yeah, yeah, but I mean, I think, you know, that that's there's something to be said for that, and I think, uh, you know, maybe there's some validity in that. But I, I guess, uh, I guess, should we, should we go back, or do we want to keep moving forward here, or? No, let's move forward. Okay, so uh, we're we're. Uh... I don't know. I don't know. So Todd, Todd's get... only here in, in body this evening. I guess the um, I guess the big the big thing now is I saw was it earlier today that Dr. Fauci is now taking credit hundred yeah, percent. What's up with credit. that? Explain explain this to, to us. Uh, let me see here. I'll go right to it. It's on the front page of uh, Daily Mail. Uh, dot dot com says. Uh, the, the the tagline is thank me for vaccine and it says uh, Fauci the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases made the comment in an interview with CNN for a special on Sunday diving into the details of America's pandemic response when I saw what happened in New York City almost overrunning of our healthcare systems and that's when it became very clear that the decision we made on January 10th to go all out and develop a vaccine may have been the best decision that I've ever made with regard to intervention as the director of the Institute, Fauci said. Trump, who has frequently expressed frustration with Fauci publicly, has repeatedly touted his administration's Operation Warp Speed for delivering a vaccine to the public in record time. Um, I, I, find this, I find this extremely hysterical. Uh, I think this, this, this Dr. Fauci, this, this, uh, Dr. Fauci, uh, this guy, 
uh, who said, uh, let the Chinese keep flying into the country, even though uh, the pandemic had started. I, I think the best guy, if you ever want to know what kind of jerk off uh, Anthony Fauci is, all you got to do is go Google Peter Navarro. OK, and Peter Navarro talks about the battles in the early days of the pandemic when he had to, like, argue with Dr. Fauci to, like, suspend flights to the United States, like close the borders. Dr. Fauci would have had the Chinese flying in here 24 seven. This this asshole was also the one telling us that we didn't have to wear masks. He was on uh, a radio show early on in New York. He was on a radio show at WABC in New York. Um, Steve Bannon talks about this all the time. Fauci was on the show with John Katsimides, and he was saying that you didn't have to worry about anything. This was nothing. There was not going to be a pandemic. You didn't have to do anything. Now he's saying he's the reason why they pushed that. He is the one who, who pushed for the vaccine. He, it's a complete, it's a complete lie. Listen, this guy is going to go down, I think, with the villains, now you may think I'm wrong or you think I'm being uh, embellishing, but Dr. Fauci is going to go down with like the Hitlers, the Stalins, Come the on. Pol the Pol Pots, the Dr. The, Seuss, the worst people ever. And when history is not going to treat this man very well, when everything comes out and how this guy has basically been a self-aggrandizer. He's, he's been uh, a self-promoter, and he, he has done absolutely nothing. Who's uh, a bigger self-promoter than Donald Trump, bro? He, the other thing about Fauci is, is it was his national, and he's, they're trying to bury every single one of this story. It was him. You want to talk about what he did do? He was the one authorizing sen sending money to the Wuhan laboratory for gain-of-function experiments from the NIH when he was in charge of the NIH uh, he was the one that signed off on using American taxpayer dollars to fund the Wuhan lab to do gain of function experiments which is what the coronavirus is COVID-19 is a gain of function experiment that and I know we've argued about this before that has gotten out of the lab in Wuhan and has infected everybody and like this guy is going to go down as an accomplice. He's going to be the, the Joseph Goebbels and the Herman Goering, an accomplice. And I hope, I hope people never forget that because this guy is like the worst fucking person on the planet. He is absolutely disgraceful. He is absolutely disgraceful. And uh, I, I can't even, I can't say it enough. He is such a fraud, a total, total fraud. So he's the rainmaker. We played that episode. He's the rainmaker, right? Hit us, hit us, Todd. Hit us with it. But see, guys, that's why he knows about this virus. He knows it was coming before anyone else because it, in my opinion, in opinion, but it came from a lab in Wuhan. He knew about this because he helped uh, coordinate this, this research and went awry. And then he tried to say, well, I, I know about it. I was trying to warn people. Uh, CNN still thinks it's a conspiracy theory, but it's just my opinion. I don't think it is at all. I think it's correct. And uh, the evidence points to that. It does not point to a wet market in Wuhan. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, quite frankly, because Fauci knew about it uh, during this research phase, he knew that it got out and he knew what it was capable of. And uh, now he's trying to uh, take credit for the uh, vaccines when it was Trump that uh, uh, coordinated uh, Operation Warp Speed, Fauci, and a lot of other people were mocking it, saying it could not be done within the year. Yeah, it's not possible. With, within the spring of 2021, it would not be possible, but it is. We're, we're eradicating it right now, and it will be done by the end of May. Not because of Fauci, not because of uh, Biden, but because of Donald Trump effort on uh, operating warp speed and the doctors and people that work on that. Well, I think the other, the other thing is, is that Biden now is because he's a plagiarist is taking credit for Trump's uh, vaccine rollout. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, uh, you know, he's just, but he's a walking corpse. I mean, he's just a big meat bag at this point. I mean, the guy can't even have, uh, um, you know, the, he, this guy, he, he has a uh, press conference where he's got cheat sheets and cards oh. and, I know we didn't talk about this before the show, but we needed to talk about that press conference. Yeah, so I'll, let me ask a question. So I, I didn't see it. I was working. But uh, I didn't really hear or see anything negative about it on social media. And then on Friday morning, oh. I, well, hear me out. Hear me out. This is my through my little goggles, right? Friday, it just didn't seem like any. I, I read some quotes. Like, you sound like you did the right thing. You know, it's all scripted, whatever. Friday morning, I'm dropping my parents watch my son on uh, Friday mornings. I'm dropping Neil off of my parents and they get the, the New York Post delivered. So I grab the post it's on the front lawn and bring it in. And the headlines is like bumbling, whatever it said, bumbling Biden. And basically it's the, you know, the first paragraph said what, what an ass, what an idiot he is. So that was the first and only negative thing I heard about it. What the fuck happened, Gary Bear? Well, I'd, I'd let Todd let Todd get into it. You like that segue? I thought it was a good segue. That was a good segue. All right, thank you. Okay, well, I mean... All right, here we go. First of all, Biden uh, didn't know it was... He needed notes on what to talk about. Second of all, he needed notes on what uh, reporters to call on, including pictures of their faces, because he didn't know he couldn't... <laughs> He couldn't match the name with the face unless it was staring him in the face in a note card. So basically it was an hour and 20 minutes of him meandering. Yes. And then, and then there was softball questions. Softball questions. So let me, let me get to this. Todd's hot. Todd's hot. Move out of the way, everybody. He, he stopped during mid sentence at least once. And I thought twice, and, and the press let him let him go on that. And then also, like you take care. There were ten questions, only ten, and every question was basically a softball. There was a few um, follow-ups, but nothing hard, nothing hard at all. And they let him just meander for. An hour and 20 minutes, like you say, 
and he was able to say, well, I survived an hour and 20 minutes. He never called on Fox's Peter Ducey to ask any hard-hitting questions. Well, let me stop uh, you there. Let me stop you there. The reason yeah, why the reason the reason why the Peter well, I'll let you keep going here. The reason why the Peter Ducey thing is important is because Peter Ducey kills Jen Saki every day in the press conference. That's correct. And they would have shit their pants if Peter Ducey asked the question. But go ahead, Todd. I mean, I'm I mean, Fox is not really, um, they're not really big fans of Trump, I understand, all the time. But they are more fair than most of the other media. So Ducey, yeah, he actually tried to hold the Jen uh, Psaki and the Biden administration a little bit accountable. And they didn't even want to try that. Uh, quite frankly, the questions, um, one of the questions was actually, because you're a good and de decent man, these migrants are going to the porter. How do you feel about that? Basically, mm -hmm. but that was one of the questions. Like, basically, because the only reason why these migrants are charging to the border because Biden would be a good and decent, quote unquote, yeah. Yeah, and Joe not is hurt them at all. Uncle Joe is going to take care of them all. Right, exactly. And then we get pictures from a Democratic representative from the House showing what the conditions are in these uh, facilities. They basically are cages, which was uh, accused of during the Trump administration. Uh, they basically are in, in um, camps. Uh, these children and other migrants, uh, uh, basically without a home, without parents, a lot of the time, and uh, basically they're they're there for days without any. They're in limbo, basically, and the Biden administration will not take this seriously. Biden himself says he has no plans or no concrete plans to uh, go to the border. He has tasked Vice President Kamala Harris to oversee the border uh, infrastructure. She has no plans, to my knowledge, to actually go to the border to see him for herself. Uh, 18 Republican senators did go to the border on Friday and Thursday and Friday, and they did report during a news conference on Friday the conditions of the encampments. It was terrible, but the Biden administration will not do anything about it. They, nothing's going to change. Biden himself will not go to the, go to the border. He's going to talk about infrastructure this week. And he, so basically he's just ignoring the problem, including his administration. And this is a dereliction of duty, in my opinion as president, it's nothing short of that. Uh, Donald Trump said he would go in the next couple of weeks because the border patrol wants him to. And he has even said, I shouldn't have to, it's somebody else's job to do it, but I'm going to go because I've been asked to. And that's, uh, I mean, that's just terrible. The 
the president and vice president will not take action about this humanitarian crisis that has happened at the border. 1.8 thousand people a day are going through the border right now, trying to get into the country. Oh, and and and, and, and they're uh, and they're not testing for COVID. Correct. And they have, and they have a ten That's time. True. And they have a 10 time higher rate of having COVID because when they're getting into Texas and stuff like that and finally getting tested, they're po- they're testing positive. But really, the, the, real, the real issue is what's going on in their own country that they're that they leave at that level. Right. At that at that quantity. So, well, I mean, what do you mean by that's that? That's the problem. That's why is everybody 120,000 people a day are leaving? They're sending their nine year old children to fucking out on their own because they think it's going to be better for them. Can you imagine that rips my heart out. What, so, what, so, what, what, what do you think? What, why do you think? So well, that, I'm just saying that them coming here isn't the, the isn't the real problem. The, the them leaving their own country is the okay. Real so what, what would you? Let me just ask you a question though, real quick. What would okay. you do to solve that problem in, the, in their countries? I have no idea. That, but I'm saying that is the problem, though, right? No. Is that is that a dumb no. thing? In, in Mexico, I no no. In Mexico, policy should have been uh, implemented. But it was not. It was taken down. So this was, so this was my theory about um, Cuba. So what happens is, is when you allow. This is why I was against. I wrote a paper basically when I was in college. I think my junior year. Why I was against the wet foot, dry foot policy, and I was against the Cuba policy altogether. Right? Because the Cubans for a long time had a policy that if they could make it to land in the United States. They would be accepted. Okay. Elian Gonzalez. But what they didn't realize, except he didn't make it to land, right? They pulled him out of the water, and that's why that whole thing went down like that. So um, I think they caught him. He was like hanging on to a boat because his mother or uncle, whoever was trying to get him over, died, which was really bad. Mother. Um, they brought so, him back to his father, right? Yeah. And so basically, what happens is, is when you have a when you have a pro when you have an immigration policy that rewards so so what what Castro would do is knowing that uh, the United States would accept Cuban refugees quote unquote unconditionally is he used to just put his dissidents the ones he couldn't put in jail right he used to put them on boats and send them out so he was basically exporting his opposition via American immigration laws and putting people who were against his regime on boats and just shipping them to the U.S. And then once they hit the land in the U.S., number one, they're not going to argue to go back to Cuba. And number two, he's got all these people out of his hair. That was the whole Mariel boat lift in the 80s when he had all the criminals, right? They were all criminals that were in the Mariel boat lift. And they, he sent all these people on these boats to Florida and they landed in Florida. That's like the Scarface movie, right? He was part of the Mario boat lift and they show up and instead of deporting them, because we have this stupid policy that allows Cuban refugee, once their feet hit the ground and we have to accept them and yada, da, da, da. And so what happens is, is you, you have a, a kind of like a, a, it's like a sucking mechanism. You suck all these people. So when you have open borders and you're allowing all these people to come to the country, right? Well, you're not going to stay in your country and fight to change what this, the problems are in your country. You're not going to work to change the policies in your country. You're just going to get on a, on a train, on a boat or on a whatever, and you're going to come to the United States. Okay. 
And 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 the issue is, and again, yes, it's it, it's obviously very devastating. It's it's a humanitarian issue, as as Todd said, and of course. They always tug at your heartstrings. It's always about the children. It's the kids in cages. It's all that but stuff. Is, but it is though, right? But it's not because because what kind of sick bastard sends their kids to with the coyote um, to to go into uh, different countries where they know they're getting sexually abused. They know they're getting trafficked. Do they think that it's better? They have a better chance. They're safer that with that then is is their country that i'm asking is, is their country that bad that so you have ngos they can't all just be these sick bastard parents you have them. these non you have so first of all they're using a lot of these so a lot of these kids we have no idea where these kids are coming from number one so that's the real issue they have no idea so a lot of these people are using these kids because what they were doing so how the kids got involved was again they fucked the policy up because they basically did the um when it was remain in Mexico, what was the law? Oh, it was that if you were a child, you couldn't be deported within three days. If you were a parent, you had to be deported immediately. What was the whole, Todd, do you know what I'm talking about? They have this weird thing where... What about the specifics? The, it, was, it was called some, the something convention, and it basically screwed up the Supreme court ruled that like the kids had to stay for a couple days before you could deport them or you, or you couldn't deport them without linking them up with their families. And basically what they did is they created this policy that if you were a kid or you were a family that you would get basically preferential treatment at the border. So of course what they did, some dude, some chick would grab a snatch a kid up. They'd show up at the border. Um, um, Bob, this is Jane. This is our son, Teddy. And we're here now. And because of the policies and everything, they'd have to stay and process them. And then we had the catch and release policy under the Obama administration, and they'd get released into the um, country. Then the other thing is they're sending the kids up because if the kids come up and there's a relative in the United States, they immediately take the kid and place the kid with the relative. And that starts the chain migration process because of course, in the United States, we have chain migration, right? So that kid just needs to start getting their paperwork done, but they're already here in the United States. And then they can pull the rest of the family, whether it's the mother, the father, the grand, we're talking about grandparents, aunts and uncles that can also go with the chain migration. Okay. So, this fiasco, like what Todd was saying before, was has all been created by previous administrations and us not being firm on our immigration policy. Because if you couldn't do these things, you wouldn't create these humanitarian crises. But they want these humanitarian crises. So people like you, Neil, are going like, oh, my God, it's the children. Right. And I'm not picking on you. I'm just saying because like, everyone does it. Right. It's like, oh, my God, the kids. It's like, got to help the kids, got to help the kids, but that's what you want. But you don't realize when you start helping the kids, now you're bringing in everybody with the kids. You're bringing everybody in and that's what they want. And they play at your, they tug at your heartstrings. And instead of being, again, it's, it goes back to my whole thing with the, always the coronavirus. Instead of people being pissed off at the originator of the problem, which is the Chinese Communist Party, right? Instead of people being pissed off at the originator of the problem, which is the the elites and big business and the chamber of commerce and libertarians and all these other fucking idiots who want mass immigration, right? Instead of being pissed off at them, 
we're angry at the people who are actually working at the border trying to make uh, some sanity out of the chaos. Well, going back to the, the kids, I, I mean, I focused on that. You're absolutely right. But, but and it is horrible. And you, but the point, my point, I think my point was uh, was actually going on that hundreds of thousands of people are leaving their their home country a day. That's well, any, the real issue, right? Well, listen, anyone would leave their country to come to the most racist country in the world. I mean, isn't that true? All right, but come on now, man. You, you, right, right. But you know, you know what I'm saying. No, I, I, the problem is, is that That's there's the issue. There's, there's, there's. So what they're arguing too is that these people are refugees, but they're not refugees. They're, they're, they're coming because the economics in their countries are terrible. Right. The, the, the economic, but you, that, that doesn't give you a right to come to the United States, but what they've tried to do is change the refugee status. Again, again, it's people playing with the regulations. It's the Biden administration, former Obama administration, and not to mention even in the Bush administration was terrible about this because they passed that bill in 2006 and they could have built the wall across the border and they never moved on it. The thing is, is that the economics in all these other countries, shit, we're giving out $1,400, $600, $2,000. Who wouldn't want to come up here for that? Who wouldn't want to come up here for that? Okay. Because I could send half that $1,400 to Guatemala and my family's eating for a year. Did you buy anything? No. Pay bills. That's pay it? off debt. Just pay off debt. Yeah, because the money's gonna be worthless soon anyway. So might as well get us rid of rid of as much debt as you can. So what debt did you have? I got lots of stuff going on. Student loans? No, I had a bunch of kids. You didn't have well, okay. stuff Anyway. Well, but, thank you for asking, but I didn't buy anything. I still have my money. Do you need some? It sounds like you need it more than I do. Send it to me, baby. Yeah. All right. It'll be Neil Bucks. Yeah, be Neil Neil Bucks, but but anyway, um, <laughs> but but so the 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 issue is is that uh, this crisis is manufactured, and the anything happens to those children, exactly as Todd said, falls onto the shoulders of the Biden Harris administration. It falls onto them. It's their fault. If those kids get hurt, harmed, because their policies are the ones that are attracting the kids in the first place. Okay. So that, that being said. The kids that have to worry about uh, grown men in the, in the, in the ladies room once they get to America. But well, my problem is, my problem is they don't seem to care. It's not that they, it's their problem. My thing is they don't seem to care. They're going to talk about infrastructure, infrastructure this week, and they have no plans to visit the border. So what do we glean from that? They, they just, it's not a priority for this administration. Well, they need, they need the chaos. Um, they need the crisis again so that people go, oh my God, the kids, you got to let the kids in. They need that. They need that. Because that's the only way they're going to get their immigration stuff through anyway. Because if they were to just put a bill into Congress for amnesty or for, for giving the DACA kids 
a legal status if they were to it 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 doesn't poll well and it would never pass even with the even with the democrats in charge it would never fly okay and that you know with that being said they have to have this con they have to have this crisis at the border and it has to fester right because because the media is going to go down there and they're not going to, they're not going to do now this happens during Trump and it, this is Donald Trump, right? Fall square squarely on Donald, right? They'd be beating Donald Trump up left and right or any Republican for that matter, but they're not going to beat up Biden because Biden now is like, Oh, this is Trump's fault. It's like, how the hell is this Trump's fault? You didn't have any of this, you know, you didn't have any of this at all. You had the remain of Mexico. And then it's uh, the interesting thing is I think they just interviewed the president of Honduras and the president of Guatemala and even the Mexican president. And they're like, it's a disaster because people are like all over the places in their countries. The Mexicans are like, what the heck is going on? Right. I mean, if I'm Mexico, really, I mean, here's the other thing. Here's my other beef, right? It's like Mexico should be closing their Southern border. They should close their Southern border down and not allow people up from Guatemala and Honduras, but they're going to get through anyway, because Mexico is a cartel is a narco state, right? So the cartels are making millions of dollars. The cartels make more money. And I think we talked about this last time. They make more money trafficking these people than they do with drugs anymore. So, um, and then on top of it, they're pushing these people up. They're pushing Chinese made fentanyl up. So you're getting people like George Floyd, Right, who are on fentanyl, Chinese-made fentanyl, okay? People, Americans that are being poisoned either by COVID or by, you know, the Chinese Communist Party fentanyl that's coming up through Mexico, being pushed by the cartels on top now of this immigration crisis. So uh, very, very scary stuff. Um, My own but- thing is you're going to see a very big policy... Uh- decision for the American public between, let's say, a Trump against a Biden in 2024. Maybe a DeSantis, maybe, uh, against Biden or Harris in 2024. It, it falls on the Biden-Harris administration right now. And they shouldn't be allowed to get away with this. That's my thing. But they think but they think that's a, uh, um, but but the media won't let that ride, right? They're they're not going to allow that to actually get pinned on on Biden, right? Right, right now, now, right now they're even saying a little bit. Well, this is very unfortunate. CNN saying it's unfortunate, uh, and something must be done. But they're not really saying it's like, really Biden's fault. They're being very soft about it. Uh, you know, they're trying to tiptoe through it as much as they can. Uh, that's what I've seen this uh, weekend. Uh, it's they're not pinning. They're not pinning it on Biden. They're just like, oh, it's just happening. That's all. So yeah, exactly. I agree with you. But uh, I, I think. Any independent person could see that it's uh, really the Biden administration. He's the one in power right now. So I don't know what you're going to say. 
Um, we seem to have lost Carrie for the moment. So, Neil, it's you and I. Probably, uh, he, his laptop probably died yet again. I think it did. I don't know why he can't bring the, uh, the charger down, God forbid. I know, exactly. So, um, Neil, did you have uh, another topic? Or? I mean, it, it, it's just so easy to do, but is there anything, anything uh, tournament-wise that we, we wanted to of discuss course. to end the show? Well, it's listen. I, I've said this. I say this almost every episode. Is review the news, right? You can't turn on the news without the sports coming on. So we'd That's be right. doing a disservice by not at least mentioning that I watched Oral Roberts not score any points in the whole second half last night, and uh, the dream is the dream is gone. And uh, I'm in the West. So four teams in the West are in the final eight, including uh, three teams of the Pac-12, USC. What happened, what happened USC with Oregon? Oregon, USC. yeah. Who won that game? USC beat Oregon handily by about yeah. 14. So, yeah. so they, it's were up, they were up the whole game. Right? Yeah. Wire to wire, yeah. Yeah. So it's USC, Oregon State, and UCLA in the – in the final eight, along with Gonzaga All right. in Spokane, Washington. So four of the eight teams are in the West. I don't think that's ever happened. That's, that's awesome. Fabulous. That is awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, hey, so Gary just text us. Is is he trying to get back in? Um, well, I have not gotten a, okay. gotten anything on okay. the um It's a very vague screen. text. It was a very vague text, but yeah. But, um, I got the text as well. Yes. But yeah. uh, you should be able to log in. But uh, you know the news, I mean, quite frankly, uh, Trump trying to go to the border, that's big news. That's, pre- that's pretty cool. Because he's saying that he wants to come to the, uh, uh, the, the border patrol. People have asked him to go and come to the border. So, and he's actually said that he doesn't really want to because he said... "Quote unquote, it's somebody else's job." Right, but 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 doesn't he? And, and, and I want you. I'm I'm being, I'm naive, right? So and I'm being dead serious. So what what is he? He can't. He doesn't have any power, right? He can't. No, he doesn't. Rich, he just wants to show rich, support but... that he actually cares about the border situation, where the current administration does not. There's hey, a contrast you... there. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I get that. But uh, let me ask you a question about Trump. Um, not dealing with that. Um. It was all over the news a week, two weeks ago about him. Uh, they were going to get his tax returns or his tax files or the way, whatever the right way to say it is. Yeah. I haven't heard anything else about that since a judge ruled that they needed his taxes. So I haven't either. I know the Supreme Court said he was not protected with the tax returns. It was going to go back to New York State uh, because the attorney general from New York State wanted his... Uh, prosecute him on his tax returns so i haven't heard anything more about that but apparently right. he's not protected at all because he is just a citizen right now so they could try I mean, to you go after have him. to be protected from your taxes anyway right you should you should be doing the right thing right either exactly way. So but, we'll see um, what happens with that. Yeah, so yeah. I, that's, I guess, I guess it's rhetorical, I guess. But is that is that how it works? Like, is it, 
have we not heard anything because there's nothing because there's nothing there, or we have not heard anything because that's how the process works. That's the that's how the process works. Yeah. But the thing of it is, is quite frankly, there's a difference between Trump uh, personally and then the Trump organization as a business. So I'm sure they are uh, trying to figure out what uh, Trump's personal tax is compared to Trump's international, uh, his business is. I'm sure that's in- uh, Aren't they the same? Wouldn't they, be, wouldn't they basically be one and the same? Like if you own your own business, your taxes and your, your business are- uh, You know, multi-millionaires and millionaires, they have ways, they have lawyers to yeah. protect themselves. So I'm not sure. I'm just you a little I, weary that- yeah. You and yeah, I, I'm just a little weary that it's not like you and I. I'm a little weary that it should just be like, here's my fucking taxes. I'm a, I would agree with you on that. Yes. You know? I would agree with you, but they've got LLCs, they've got things, right? Yeah. You know that I don't know about, certainly. Do we want to? Uh, Gary says he's coming back on, but do we want to touch the um, touch on the? Um, would you? How did you? How did you word it? The. Uh, you need a reg. You need a, a ID or a reg. Yes. Card uh, for uh, HR one S one in the Senate. Yeah, I would love to talk about that. Yeah. Did um, you? Did you get your second shot, Todd? Uh, that'll become next Friday. So. Okay. Good. Good. Oh, so hopefully I'll be on the show next Sunday without any complications. You will be. You will be. So hopefully. So yeah. But uh, that's gonna come Friday. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. But uh, you haven't been vaccinated, right? You no, but I'm not eligible anyway. Right. And, you know, I would like to say this is going to sound very. Uh, side note: This is very hippie-ish, but uh, all the people uh, I play in this one band on the week on Saturdays, right? Right. All through COVID, and it's, it's a rotating door of local musicians, and they're all in their fifties and up, and I'm the, I'm the youngest. But they all it, we got hit really hard with COVID um, the past couple weeks, two or three really? weeks. And I um, thought I had nothing. Um, Very good. So I, I wonder, and I, this is total hippie shit, but the you know the record button, I can see the record light is still on, but this is total hippie shit or sure naivete. Um, they, is there is there any truth to that O positive blood thing? Because yes, I, I think maybe, there is. Maybe because I have me, Kathleen, and the baby have all have O positive blood. I think and I have had, I mean, two people had to be hospitalized, Todd. It's bad. Really? really? In, in my inner circle of the band. And I had, I didn't sure. even have a runny nose. That's so either, either mean, I'm lucky. Either the whole thing true. is bullshit or I'm lucky or there is truth to the, how the antibodies work with O positive. I don't know. I think you're right. I've heard that before. And then you're right there telling me right now. I mean, I've only heard it. I don't know any of the science. I don't know how that works, but. Right, right. I mean, everybody's fine. I mean, we're fine. You know, I was like, Did you take any vitamins or anything like that? Or. I'm sorry? Do you take any vitamins? Oh, well, I I think uh, the um, all positive antibodies may be helping you right now. Yeah. It may be. Maybe. Because uh, people are still getting it. You're saying from your band, it's still prevalent and it's still it's going. Been like, it's been like almost a month now, I guess, because everybody's like back to their normal lives, like three, right. maybe three weeks in. 
And nobody was ever like the one girl. She had uh, the Karen. She had uh, double pneumonia. She's in her like mid fifties. Double pneumonia. It didn't have to be hospital. She had double pneumonia. So that's bad. Yeah. And then another guy who's the same age, Mark. He uh, he was in the hospital. Right. And again, I don't think it was ever a life threatening, but it, if you're if you're so sick that you need medical attention, it's bad. Right. And then the rest of the the rest of them lost their sense of taste and smell, which scares the shit out of me. That's sure. crazy. Um, exactly. and I had nothing, nothing. And uh, the only reason well, I didn't freak out is because all the people that I really care about are all vaccinated now. Sure. Not that all I care about. People, people of age are of risk. They're all right. vaccinated. Now. I so I didn't that. really, I wasn't like, we need to lock the doors for two weeks. And as Gary would say, weld the door shut. I, I, I just, I just, you know, took it, you know, if I, if I start to cough or something, you know, I'll take it accordingly. Like any other sickness. Right. Um, but I have, but I've had nothing. So right. That's good. I mean, I think there is something to that old blood type. And quite frankly, I've, I've heard that from a few people and on the news. So maybe there is. Yeah. yeah I thought that was bullshit because it, it, it was like, it was like they were speaking to me. Well, O positive blood, like, yo, fuck you. Right. Because that's me and my son and my wife. But, um, Maybe there's some truth to that. I don't know. But anyway, so let's talk about these these vaccination um, cards. Yes, I. Well, so I hear the Washington Post reported that the Biden administration is trying to get a vaccine passport for people. I don't know if they're uh, actually, it's actually going to happen, but uh, they're trying to get it to where people that are vaccinated can uh, travel, but possibly. People that are not vaccinated may not be able to travel. The story I said, they even tr are trying to get it to businesses. I don't think that that would work. That, to me, that would be unconstitutional or be going too far. But uh, what do you think about that? Well, every when has the Constitution mattered in the past 14 months, right? That's true. 12 months, 13 months. But um, I don't know. Part... part Part of me is, and who the fuck am I? I know I always say that and I always will. Part of me was the skepticism is gone. Like I was so, I've been on this show since November, so skeptical, so hesitant. But anyone I know that's had the shot has had no problems. Like all that propaganda, like the nurse getting the shot on TV and then collapsing and, you know, this, that, the other thing. Like I'm not saying that none of that is true, but I don't know. It seems like statistically you're, you're, you're good if you get it. So, uh, Right, I, don't exactly. know, I just don't it's just it's just not a it's not you can't tell people that they like I have friends of Irish Catholic that are anti-vaxxers have I said this on the show that are no. anti-vaxxers that 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 um don't believe in um vaccinating their children and that's their choice so what they do is when it comes time for schooling daycare or schooling they just fill out religious exemption and nobody um argue, can argue that with you so there's not like you have to prove that right. you're a catholic and that therefore you're full of shit that your religion doesn't doesn't say say that they just you just fill check the box religious exemption so i, I don't see how this could possibly go down you, you know you're, you're gonna tell a jewish family uh, a hasidic the hasidic jewish family that they can't get on a plane because because uh they're not vaccinated right so that would start that 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 would be insane and I, I mean that in the in the most respectful way possible because i'm with them on that this is bullshit it's total bullshit you can't yeah. tell people how, how to how to live 
that shouldn't happen. You're right. I don't think it should. And, I, and again, so so I guess I'm talking on both sides of my mouth. I'm not against the vaccine. And if, if it whether it works or not, it makes people calm the fuck down. And I'm all for that. My parents are my parents again. They're not these crazy old people that they were for the past year. You know what I mean? And and uh, they're hugging people. They're kissing their grandkids and stuff. And that's how it should be. So right. I'm not against that. And they seem fine. They seem great. So right. I'm not against it. You're, you're great. You were excited. You were more skeptical than any, than as skeptical as anyone. And you're was. psyched about it. So I was. That, so that's a good thing. But uh, and I just took it because people, of my disability make, and all that stuff. But yeah, Go I'm ahead. sorry. Say that again. And I just took it because of my disability, my cerebral, cerebral palsy. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm basically being a little hypocritical. But quite frankly, what I what what was good for me and my uh, grandmother that I lived, I would not uh, uh, put that on the entire uh, society or right, population. Exactly. I think healthy people have the ability to say, no, I don't want it, or I'm going to wait, or whatnot. I think that's in a free society a good thing. Yeah. Um, quite frankly, we should get into um, herd immunity. Um with uh, the vulnerable people um, getting vaccinated and uh, more and people are, more and more people are, and there's less um, speculation about the virus, which is good. So, you know, I think, uh, I think we're gonna pretty much eradicate the virus pretty well. I don't think it's gonna be 100%, but I think it's gonna be where we can live with pretty soon. I like mean, I've got friends that want me to go to Mariner games in May. So we'll you should. see. So, you will. You'll go. Yeah, I probably will. You'll, so, you know, you'll uh, love You'll probably have a new appreciation for it. I think so. So, you know, that's going to be great. I really um excited about, about that. But the, if this, um, if the administration wants a vaccine passport, uh, that's going to be interesting because I do know a lot of people that don't want to take the shot for either religious reasons or people that want to have, have more children. They're skeptical about what happened with uh, fertility and whatnot. So it's yeah. going to be interesting. Well, that's 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 really where Kathleen and I um, are with it. You know, she, right. she would, you know, I guess we. Here we go. We want another child. It's really her that talks about it. But yes, I understand that she would like another child and uh, I'm not against it. And uh, that's a good enough excuse. People don't people can't argue with that. Be like, oh, well, you know, we're, you know, my doctor said that uh, if you're if that makes you hesitant, then that's then then don't. And then and there's nothing wrong. That's fucking America. That is America. If you have your own choices, just exactly. That's exactly right. But I'm not I'm not fearful. I'm not the uh, I'm not as fearful or I'm not as the uh, conspiracy theorist. I was about it. Um, a lot of that was I, I guess I'm being long winded with this. The um, wasn't didn't Bill Gates. Uh, isn't he like banned from like India or something for making them sterile or something like yes, that? Yes. See that. And he was a big part of this whole vaccine thing. So that's and in my ignorance, that's all I know, which is nothing. That scares me. Like, all right, here we're gonna vaccinate everyone. We're gonna have this the disease that's just, which is the 2019 version of the common cold, basically, that can, you know, stop your lungs. But we're gonna vaccinate 330 million people. Right. And exactly. there's no money to be made in that or anything. 
No, not at all. And that he is- just got banned from a country for making them sterile. And, right. you know, and um, population is an issue. But uh, but I'm less skeptical now, but whatever. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, uh, that's so true that, uh, uh, I mean, and he's big, been the biggest proponent of this. It's, it's rather uh, interesting that he really has pushed the uh, vaccinations and was warning about the virus before all this happened about a pandemic. So Him and it's going to be, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens because quite frankly, I understand people being skeptical. I, I do, not, uh, do not hold anything against anyone that being being skeptical i know a lot of people that are so yeah cautious i'm cautious cautiously optimistic how about no i understand especially if if anyone wants more children that's exactly right Right. and it's the same shit it's like the same like not in my backyard right like you know like one size doesn't fit all not in my backyard the same like i we're all, like I've said it a million times on the show or to you, you know, privately, we're all going to the whole family's going to Disney World this this summer. I don't want to have to fucking wear a mask outside in Disney World. I agree. In, in the burning heat and 100 degrees. It's already hot anyway. It's just it's just not necessary. It's just, well, it's just we're outside. Well, if you're going to tell me when you want to get inside, I got the mask on. All right, I'll, I'll do it. Right. But Fauci not- thing that you have to mask up even if you've been vaccinated twice, which I don't understand. No, if that's the case, then this is not a vaccine. Well, like Ka- Kathleen had a good point to that, though. Kathleen said, um, because I said that to her, and her answer that was, You get the flu shot, you still get the flu. She said, You just get a you, you know, the, 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 the point is, you get a you're not going to get really, really sick, like you or die, like you could from any flu any year, right? Said, you know, so and I thought, Well, that's you know, that's a really good point. It you know, is you, get good the flu point. Shot, you still get the flu, I, if anything, it gives you the flu. Um, no, not that this is, they're not putting a dead COVID virus in you, but it, it, I thought that was a, that was a good point. Like you're still, yeah. you can still get the flu. The whole point is to be proactive about the flu instead of exactly. just hoping you don't get it, which is exactly what's going on here. Exactly. And that's what I think is going to probably happen. Um, but you know, it's, it, hopefully, um, we'll see in a decade or two, so what the, um, what the uh, rate of children in the United States is. I'll yeah. be very interested to see, see what that is. So. Yeah, and then and then how many mass shootings are they going to have in 21 years? I know, exactly. Ay, ay, ay. I mean that stuff, man. I'm, I'm, I get upset about that stuff. I know. Well, I who care. doesn't, I guess, but... That's true. Well, I don't know all the uh, the plugs that Gary does to end the show, so you're going well, to Well, um, I think we can end it. Uh, we're on... Patreon and Review the News 1000. We are on Twitter at Review the News 1000. Um, and uh, we're on we're Facebook. On, we're working Review on the, the Facebook news. page. Yeah. Review yeah, the News. We're Review the News Facebook page. Yeah. I know that. We're working we on have one like. Things. We have one like so far. Yeah. Well, that's fine. You know, you got to you got to walk before uh, you can run. Right. Walk uh, like the page. Get on the page and. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can uh, find us on uh, Patreon, Review the News 1000, and uh, Review the News on uh, Anchor FM. That's where you can find our shows. Um, Is there a Twitter account? 
And Twitter? the Twitter account, Review the News 1000. Okay. Uh, I know we tweet quite a bit about that, but um, the shows are on Patreon and uh, Anchor FM. So if you want to hear the shows, that's where they are. Uh, for Neil, for myself, uh, and for Gary, I will say thank you very, very much for listening. Listening. We'll be back next week for another edition, and uh, I hope you have a great week. And we said, "What does he say?" He says, "Thank you for listening to Review the News, where we make the news make sense to you." That's correct. <laughs> have a good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>